So hello and welcome to the Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and creators of the Fit Over 40 method. And for more information about what we do, go to www.fit40info.com. So in today's episode, we're going to reveal five hacks to avoid holiday weight gain, specifically for women over 40. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's podcast. So we're speaking to a lot of women over 40 at the moment who have holidays coming up over the summer. Um, Many have had previous experiences where they've gained half a stone or even a whole stone while on holiday. And that can be really, really frustrating, especially if you've been making good progress towards your goals and you end up undoing all of the hard work that you put in. And this can then lead people to give up completely, just continuing to gain weight for the rest of the year and then just, you know, letting it completely slide and then just maybe picking up the pieces and starting again in January. And when your weight is creeping up every month, it can start to have a huge impact on other areas of your life. And many women end up dressing to cover up problem areas rather than wearing the things they like, Um, dreading going on holiday or making excuses not to go to the beach, hating shopping for clothes because nothing fits them quite right. And just ending up feeling fed up, dejected and completely stuck and unable to lose weight. But it doesn't have to be that way. So we've been helping many of our clients to go from being in a situation where they gain weight every time they go on holiday to being able to enjoy going on holiday, enjoy their food, enjoy a few occasional glasses of wine, enjoy spending time with their family, but come back and not have gained all of that excess holiday weight. So in today's episode, we're going to give you our top five tips, which will help you drop one to two stone over the next 12 weeks, even if you've got multiple holidays planned during that time. Okay, so let's get straight into it. First off, before you even go into what you're going to do, you need to set an achievable goal for when you go away on holiday. Because for most people, I think they have, especially if they're on some sort of, I don't like calling it a weight loss kick, but let's call it a weight loss kick because you kind of going to understand what I mean by that. If you're if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to get in better shape, if you're looking after health and fitness, a lot of people then kind of don't really think about what they want to achieve on holiday. They either go away and think, sod it, I'll fix it when I'm back. And that never ends well. Or they go away and think, I'm just going to try and be really, really healthy. And then they don't really enjoy it. There's a lot of peer pressure from other people around them. They also want to get the value from their holiday. And then they get derailed anyway. So in our experience, it's much more realistic to set a goal of maintenance for your holidays and maintaining your weight roughly rather than either going sod it, I don't care if I gain six pounds, I don't care if I gain half a stone, which is really not a great idea because that can be another six weeks of hard work just to undo. But also not going, I'm expecting myself to lose weight, which is unrealistic, it's not motivating. And then it tends to lead people to give up anyway. If your goal doesn't feel achievable, you will give up, you will not be motivated to achieve it. So if you set that goal of maintenance, you can have fun and you can still enjoy a few indulgences. And then you can come back in roughly the same place you went away. And then you can start to push forward again towards whatever goals you've got, not feeling like you've A, missed out and also not feeling like you've kind of ruined the last however many weeks or months hard work you've put in. So the second thing is just to be able to decipher the scale. So it's very, very normal to come back from holiday three to six pounds heavier than when you left, even if you feel like you've made good choices while you're away. And if you don't understand exactly what's going on, 
on those scales and with your weight if you're just focused on like you know i was 10 stone before i left and i'm 10 stone six now i've got back that can then be very demoralizing because you can feel like you've undone a lot of your progress and that can lead to giving up altogether and then actually gaining more and more and more and more weight as a result of that going forwards but the reality is weight gain doesn't mean fat gain so the two are you know, there's a link between the two but they're not one and the same thing so if you've gained weight it doesn't automatically mean that you've gained body fat and when you're trying to get fitter when you're trying to get healthier the goal should never just to be you know get lighter lose weight on the scales it should always be about reducing body fat because getting rid of that excess body fat that's what's going to make you fit better into your clothes that's what's going to improve your health that's what's going to get you looking and feeling better in your body so losing body fat is the the most important thing so when you come back from holiday and you, you if you find that you're a bit heavier than when you left there's a few things that can really influence that so the first thing is an increase in salt intake which let's face it if you go on holiday and you're having you know, maybe being a bit more flexible with your food choices, enjoying the local cuisine, having a few more meals out than usual, there may be a bit more salt in your food than usual. And if you increase your salt intake, your body increases water retention. So what that means is you basically just hold on to more water and all water comes with weight. Um, so your weight can go up, but it's just due to you holding on to more water. The second thing that can happen is due to carbs. So an increase in carb intake as well can again increase water retention. So if you eat more carbs than usual, uh, basically fills up like carb storage in your body and in your muscles. And then those carbs sort of suck up water like a sponge. So you end up with um, just both of those things together, the, the salt intake, the carb intake. It's like, you know, if you get a sponge and you fill it with water, the size of the sponge doesn't change. So you haven't gained additional body fat. You haven't got bigger. The size of the sponge doesn't change, but just by soaking that sponge in water, it goes from being quite light to being quite heavy. And it's exactly like that with your body. Your body just holds onto that excess water like a sponge because of increased salt intake and increased carb intake. Another thing that can then make things even more difficult is that airline travel. So, you know, going up in the air, being in that pressurized cabin environment, going up to altitude and coming back down again. Not only does that, you know, we all know about that, you know, you're coming back down, your ears are popping, you're, you're going all weird like that. That airline travel can also lead to increased water retention as well. So no one, um, I think I must have seen on, on long flights and things, sometimes they say, you know, if you don't have good circulation or whatever, you, you wear those sort of compression socks and things like that, again, to avoid, uh, avoid sort of poor circulation or any kind of water retention like that. But yeah, carb intake, salt intake and airline travel all together can then lead to this water retention, which can give you a temporary gain of sort of three to five pounds. Um, but the, the thing to remember with this is all of that weight gain, all of that water weight gain is all temporary. And if you, as soon as you go back to your normal way of eating, as soon as you go back to, you know, eating, eating the way you normally would, all of that weight will come back off again and you'll be, you'll be back to being where you were before you went on holiday. So Second tip, decipher the scales. If you come back from holiday and you're a bit heavier than normal, don't panic. It's probably just water weight. Just focus on getting back on track and it will all, it will all just settle back to normal. Yeah, and that, that will especially be the case if you follow the next three tips we've got. So these will help you to make sure that that is only or mostly water retention when you come back, not actual body fat gain. Like Ben was saying, the thing you don't really want, the thing that make you bigger, not fit into your clothes more unhealthy and all the rest of it. So hack number three then, 
it's just to stay active, right? This is not rocket science. You're going to think, Rob, this is like stating the obvious, but the reality is whilst you can't out exercise the wrong diet, which we're going to talk a bit more about in the next step, it really does help to minimize the damage by staying active. It does two things, actually. First of all, it means you're going to spend less time eating and drinking because there's a bit of time where you're not because you're being active, but also it is going to burn a few extra calories. And there's a few different ways you can do this. So the first one is you can just pack a resistance band with you. So this is a small, basically, well, it's actually like a large rubber band um, and it packs up really small. So it packs up into um, the size of sort of a, if you remember an old fashioned CD, it's about that size when it's rolled up into a, into a circle. It weighs almost nothing and you can just chuck it in your bag. And members of our Fit Over 40 program will often take this with them and they'll just do three sort of 30 minute workouts with the band and we provide these so they can just follow along um, and do these sessions whilst they're away. Using that band, using their body weight, need minimal space. And that will help not only to burn a few extra calories, but it'll also keep your head in the game and remind you of what's important. So you're remembering I am going to make some conscious choices. I'm going to try and be healthy on this holiday. If you just do nothing and lays around, not only will you feel rubbish, but you'll forget what's really important. Um, and you'll just sort of get more and more sucked in, in my experience, to that eating, to that drinking and really not looking after yourself. The second thing you can do is just to remember that step count counts. So that sounds cheesy, but it does actually really contribute. So if you go on a city break, you might do loads and loads of walking. And that is really, really good. Um, you may not need to worry about it on a city break. I tend to find you do lots of walking as it is, but do try and do that rather than taking the bus or the tram or whatever it may be, if you can, because for every thousand steps you do, you're going to burn roughly 40 calories, which doesn't sound like much, but if you do 10,000 steps, you're going to burn 400 calories, which might help you to have that dessert without gaining weight or have a couple of glasses of wine without gaining weight. So you can't go mad, but it does help to counteract those things. And the time you really want to think about it is those holidays where you are just sat by the pool. If you're on a, on a holiday like that, by the beach, by the pool, try to avoid lounging around all day. So it could be the hotel as a gym. You can literally just go and walk on the treadmill, get a bit of a break from the heat. And the, maybe it's got some air con, put a film on or put a TV show on you like, or a podcast on you like, like this one. Um, but you could go and do that. You could go for a swim. It doesn't have to be steps, but just do some sort of, low level activity and it will really help to burn a few extra calories and then the last one is you may not be at the stage where you feel like doing this yet like a lot of our clients when they join us are not quite there and then after a few months they feel like they're ready for this but when you're ready do some fun activities you could go paddle boarding it's really really popular at the moment you could um you could go and try some open water swimming not that's not really something i would go and do although i do remember ben we went and tried to swim across a bay in croatia <laughs> nearly drowned but yeah you could do that you know you can go and um do a lesson doing something but if you're being active obviously it's again it's less time eating it's less time drinking and it's going to burn more calories join in, in you know you could join in with the family as well and you don't have to be in the perfect physique physical shape to try these things out so those are the things we recommend doing some sort of activity will really help to counteract uh, a little bit more indulgence with the eating so the next tip, though, is that staying active doesn't mean that anything goes. So calories still count whether you count those or not. So you can't really get around the fact that if you eat too much food and if you don't do enough exercise while you're on holiday, your weight's going to go up. Your body fat is going to go up. So if you do a workout, you may burn about 300 to 400 calories. 
So even if you're doing a couple of workouts and you're staying active, you're, you're doing plenty of steps each day, you still might not burn an absolutely massive amount of calories. And it's still going to be less than, for example, two glasses of wine or two pints. It's going to be less than two slices of Domino's pizza. It might be less than a, a big dessert at most restaurants or a portion of something like triple fried chips. So if you're eating too much of the wrong type of food, too much of these unhealthy foods, you're not going to be able to out-exercise the wrong diet. So the key is really to enjoy yourself, but do it in moderation. So for example, as an overall strategy, you might aim to do sort of two thirds of your meals healthy or three quarters of your meals healthy. So for example, breakfast and lunch um, and every other dinner might be healthy. So, you know, it might be that every morning you wake up on holiday and because you're having breakfast either in the hotel or in your accommodation, you choose something healthy. You choose like a few little continental breakfast bits, a small bowl of cereal, something like that, you know, something, something light, something healthy. Then lunchtime again, maybe you have a nice light healthy salad and then dinner, you can really enjoy it. You can just go, go all out. You can have the three course meal. Um, and overall, because you haven't gone overboard for all three meals of the day, you've probably kept your calories at a reasonable level, especially if you've been doing some, you know, keeping your steps up as well. Um, and if you've been maybe doing a few holiday workouts as well. So yeah, overall strategy, I would say, if you just have one meal a day on holiday, just have whatever you want. And then the other times, I just probably just be a bit more mindful of what you're having. So just try and make the best possible choices that you can. Obviously, let's say you come to, you know, you, you've already had something that was not the healthiest choice. And then you come to another thing and it's like, it's, a, it's an opportunity for you to try some sort of local cuisine, which is going to really add to the experience of your holiday. I wouldn't say miss out on that thing if it doesn't fit in with your diet. I think, you know, you still got to allow yourself to enjoy that holiday and allow yourself that freedom. But if you just like the difference between somebody who just doesn't think about this at all and just eats whatever they want and somebody who's just kind of considering and keeping it in their mind to just consciously make the best choices they can, not go overboard at every single meal, just that little difference in thought could be enough to avoid you taking a step backwards during the holiday. And one thing I would say that really helps with this is just having a little bit more of an understanding about really what is a healthy choice, which I know sounds probably simple, but I think a lot of people don't quite know. So they think I'll order this Caesar salad for lunch because I'm going to be really healthy and have a Caesar salad. I hear this a lot from people and it's like, yes, that sounds healthy, but once you once like a lot of our clients will learn this in our program because we get them to track what they eat we educate them about what's the different things what a lot of people don't realize is actually that's could in many cases like in pizza express the caesar cat salad is a lot more calories than a lot of the pizzas people think they're being healthy because of the sauce which is oh sauce it's dressing right <laughs> the dressing that's, that's loaded with olive oil and it's like 400 calories in the dressing so just having a little bit more education which is what we do inside our fit over water program will also help you to know which of those choices are better choices and this kind of leads us into the final final tip i suppose which is like ben said if you want to try that local cuisine or this and that means you have two meals in a row that are not perfect choices don't worry like it doesn't have to be perfect to then go back to a better choice again or for it to be worth making some compromises because that all or nothing or sort of perfectionist mindset can really lead to just thinking sod it it's too difficult sod it i've ruined it all and, you know, loads of people we work with, they've all been there, they get that. But when you say that, then it's just like all, everything goes. We're going to have a, you know, a cocktail, a lunch, drinks with dinner, bottle of wine with dinner. I'm going to have three, three courses. I'm going to have to fry up for breakfast every day or like two, two croissants every single breakfast, plus a really 
big cappuccino. And then once you've hit that point, then you are going to come back getting loads of fat. And we don't want that for you. So it's important to remember there's always a better and a worse choice. And just because maybe you didn't quite stick to your plan for half a day, just get back to it as soon as you can. So it could be next day at breakfast, you go back to that yogurt and fruit, or like Ben said, something simple like that. And just try to be a little bit better than previous holidays. This is like a mindset we try and get our members into is rather than saying it's going to be perfect, it's not, it's a holiday. We want you to enjoy yourself. Just try and be a little bit better than before. And you'll see, we've got an example from Claire in a little bit who's um, who did exactly that. Um, and she came back with drastically different results. And just before I get into that, a couple of little swaps that can help you with that, just to give you some tips today to feel sort of avoid like you're feeling like you're missing out but also minimize the damage when you get home. If you don't care about having, whether it's wine or gin and tonic, but you want an alcoholic drink or a cocktail, go for the sling, go for a single slimline gin and tonic. So you can still have a nice drink. You can feel like you're joining in. It's 55 calories, which is very low. Whereas a large glass of white wine will be 200, 210 calories. A large cocktail will be anywhere between 200 and 500, 600 calories. So that gin and tonic is 10 times less potentially than a cocktail, um, which means you could have 10 for every one cocktail, or you could just have a couple and then you're going to avoid getting fat. And it's sort of three, four times less than that large glass of wine. Another idea is to substitute out, so get a burger, but say I don't want the bun or share your starters and desserts. So you can still have a starter and dessert, but rather than having a whole one, which is usually more than any person needs with a main course, just have half of it with someone or have half a dessert or have one or the other. And every one of these little compromises counts. And it's what makes the difference between coming back half a stone heavier and coming back a couple of pounds heavier or, or exactly the same weight or even lighter that's like Claire. That's a really good point, Rob, because I think it's like sharing the starters and desserts. When you go on, on holiday and you, you experience, you want to experience the food, you want to enjoy the food. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to eat a huge portion of all the food the the best outcome is that you've managed to try everything and still experience it but still but without gaining all that excess weight as a result so yeah i think that's a really good one yeah i think we're both into our food i think a lot of our members are as well we don't want people to just have to miss out on food on all their holidays forevermore that's not what it's about so it's about having strategies again which we teach to our members to do that and i mean we've got a great example here from claire so i'll, I'll let you read this out ben but claire's 47 from cardiff and she um she, she's got an example here of going away on holiday and coming back in a completely different place with new strategies. So Claire said, I'm eight weeks in and I'm already about one and a half pounds off a stone in weight loss. This is the longest I've stuck to a consistent exercise program in my adult life and my clothes are starting to feel less tight in certain places. I've just got back from a holiday in Cornwall last week and Dig takes some goodies with us to eat. I'm really chuffed that I still counted everything I ate. And although I went over by a couple of hundred calories on a few occasions, I went over by far less than had I not counted and just guessed. I made some really good choices and also took my weights and did an extra workout. I don't think friends would believe me. I still ended up losing weight. It was less than a pound, but still that's an achievement for me. So although I did eat and drink some of the things I shouldn't, I wouldn't call it falling off the wagon. My mindset feels like it's in a different place and I enjoyed myself without feeling the need to eat and drink everything in sight like I used to. So amazing example there, Claire, putting all the strategies we talked about today into action and coming back actually lighter, pretty much for the first time ever. As she said, her friends wouldn't even believe her than she did when she went, um, when she actually went away. So if you'd like to find out more, Ben, where can people go if they'd like to find out more about the type, or not the type, the program that Claire followed? 
So to find out more about the Fit Over 40 program, which Claire followed and how you can get access to all of these tips and strategies to not only drop a couple of dress sizes over the next 12 weeks, but also do that despite having holidays or social events or anything else coming up, you can grab all of the information at www.fit40info.com. So that just about wraps up today's episode of the 20 Fit Over 40 podcast. Thank you so much for listening today and we'll join you next week for another episode. We'll see you then. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the Trinity podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows. And also please leave us a quick review. It only takes two minutes. We do all of these shows completely for free to help you. So we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all. So thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the Trinity podcast.